Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Creative Caffeine Podcast. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> Happy days, you got the right button this time. How yeah. you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. It's been it's been a busy week. It has. We've um, both got new coffee t-shirts. Yeah. Shout out to Who Clo or Who Clothing, um, making great, great coffee-related t-shirts. For the caffeine podcast. Highly fitting, <laughs> highly fitting. <laughs> How many coffees have you had today, bro? Uh, only one, actually. Yeah, I'm on I've two. Been quite busy today, so what you've been working on? Um, not much to be fair, editing-wise, just more website stuff. Nice, just SEO and the all website, that stuff. All the SEO fun that isn't fun. All the fun <laughs> stuff. I've had two days editing someone else's footage. Uh, editing oh. for Bradley Martin, not the hench guy who gets YouTubers and boxers to punch him in the stomach. Um, a different Bradley Martin. Um, who we're gonna get Bradley's on the footage is nice. So Bradley's footage is very nice. Although I did have a problem, he filmed something on an FX6 or an FX3, and I had to generate proxies and had to wait half Ooh. an hour because he forgot to make proxies because <laughs> it wouldn't play. Oh. Um, but it was just for YouTube, so it's gonna get down Proxy sampled to 1080p brilliant. anyway. <laughs> and speaking of YouTube, our guest today. Do you like that little segue? That is a very good like segue. segue? <laughs> <laughs> Our guest today is Connor Clayton. He is a YouTube specialist. He helped co- help coaches people and small businesses to open lead generation um, over YouTube. So, Connor, welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Do sincerely appreciate it. I love the setup. Like, this is possibly one of the most underrated things I've ever seen. The production value on this thing versus the followers you have do not match. Like, <laughs> give it a couple of years. Guys, you're going to be in the six figures, I think, personally. You never know. You never know. Uh, we, That's the dream. Us videographers and photographers, we take our setups properly. Like, if you could see the lighting we're using right now, uh, the camera setup as well. Um, yeah, it's a little bit overkill for a podcast, but... Go big or go home, am I right? I completely agree. I completely agree. I always say to my clients, though, like it's the it's 80% value, 20% environment. But if you have the means and the skill and know-how to increase the increase the look and feel of your environment, I say just go for it. Absolutely. It can only do good. It can only do good. If you have the equipment, you may as well use it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, obviously don't uh, burn too big, too big a hole in your pocket if it's not justifiable. But other than that, oh, yeah, yeah, if you can do it, go for it. No, absolutely. <laughs> very true, very true. So how are you doing, man? I'm not too bad, mate. I'm not too bad at all. I've uh, qu- had quite a busy a busy week so far. I mentioned this to you off air, but um, yeah, I set up a bit of a um, bit of an advertisement that I was offering some free coaching, and I had about six or seven inquiries, like straight off the bat. And so far, next Monday, I'm probably looking about six or seven calls, like in a row. Like I've managed Jeez. to schedule them in a row. So one at twelve, one at one, one at two, one at three, all the way through to seven p.m. Oh man! So yeah, it's an interesting <laughs> technique, but yeah, we'll we'll touch upon that in a minute. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, I feel that whenever you offer something for free, like every month I do like a free photo, like shoot giveaway, just just because I usually have a bit of like flexibility. And so I, I often give away a free photo shoot. I get more people on my emailing marketing like yeah. list, more more drive to my website. Um, but also quite a few of the people who don't win, they end up booking a shoot with me anyway. But as soon as I put the word free on it, my DMs and comments are absolutely flooded. Is that the same for you with this post? People like the term free, and it's probably one of the most powerful words in marketing like uh, since the dawn of time, and it probably will never change. Uh, so 
yeah, whenever you offer something for free, you genuinely get more and more inquiries, but you also have to be careful like who, who you actually, not necessarily respond to. So obviously respond to everyone who, who gets in touch with you, but you have to be careful of who you actually, who you're venturing towards. So know your audience. Like, yes, you can offer things for free. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. People at the top level do it and they will continue to do it. True. But obviously just be careful of who you actually deal with in response to that offer. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So... You are a, a YouTube expert. You help people when it comes to creating content for YouTube. That's essentially what I do. I don't like the term expert. I mean, like, no? Sean Cornell is an expert, you know? True, yeah. <laughs> He's an expert. I don't pretend to be an expert. I like, met I've him never once called in San Diego. Really? Yeah. I was in San Diego on holiday, and I was literally, like, on these little lime scooters, scooting up past um, the San Diego Convention Center. I parked wow. up on a scooter, and Sean Cannell, in his, like, bright blue denim jacket parks his up next to mine <laughs> we got a photo together he was like stood there like arms around me and he did his pose like that as he always does which was oh, quite cool wow yeah well, a good friend of mine who um who lives in phoenix arizona he actually managed to bump into evan carmichael a little while ago and he got the same, he had the same sort of story where he approached him for a selfie and he ended up speaking with him about 20 minutes for about 20 minutes or so just about his strategies his youtube um channel anything and everything he could improve and evan basically went through everything in, in 20 minutes but wow. he got the classic um he got he got himself with him at, at the end but he got evan's classic pose which is that nice <laughs> seen it, <laughs> I, don't it. Know what, I don't know what that means but like it must be an american sure. thing yeah americans seem to pose instead of going like that they seem to go like that yeah like, yeah um, you see sean cannell doing it um I'm not the biggest fan of him, but Gary V, you see him, him doing that. that. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's certain things that don't really translate over the water. Like myself and my partner, like I said, we were in Phoenix the other day. And um, yeah, like, we, we were getting some photographs and, and they started going like that. It's like, no, don't do that. Like to us, that means something else. <laughs> here, here in England, that's a violation. Isn't exactly. It? Yeah. yeah, that's not, yeah. So our last guest on the podcast was Scott Matthews. Mm-hmm. No, Scott Edwards. Scott Why Edwards. do I keep calling him Scott You've Matthews? Got to stop this. <laughs> it's because I keep listening to Scott Matthews. It's like habit for me now. So our last guest was Scott Edwards. Yeah. We, I met him through YouTube. I met you through YouTube. Yeah. From commenting on each other's vlogs. Yeah. Same with Scott. How important is it for for people to be on YouTube? I think even in this day and age with the emergence of TikTok and Reels, I don't think it can be underestimated at all. I think that's the first place you should start. And that's the first place you should start with your legacy content, so your main content, because everything else, obviously. So if you post a video out on TikTok, post a video out on Reels, um, how long is that video going to get views? Maybe two to three weeks maximum. And if we're being honest, guys, that's probably a bit, little bit generous. Whereas mm. if you post something out on YouTube, correctly, correctly optimized, that's going to be searchable for eight, 10, 12 years plus. Um, exactly. That's, that doesn't happen on TikTok. That doesn't happen on Instagram. So obviously it's an easy way to rank on search engines because obviously for those who don't know, Google own YouTube. So you know, it's just as important. If you're introducing a website for argument's sake, you'd know it's very important to rank highly on search engines. Yeah. So why the hell wouldn't you do the same if it's just social media content you're pushing out? So you're YouTube working on your basically needs the first yeah. place you start. No, it's interesting. I've basically had that this week with my website. I'm working yeah. with a web designer at the moment and he's just drilling the SEO into my head and he was saying the same about my YouTube as well. Like, Oh, it's extremely important. It exactly the same. Yeah, because I don't know if you've noticed as well, when you search a topic on Google, um, obviously there's a dedicated section for YouTube videos as well. Mm. And for those who actually introduce chapters on the videos as well, you know, yeah. they also, they're also shown as well. So I've noticed the importance that, appears, of yeah. that. Yeah, the importance of that really can't be underestimated and it shouldn't mm. be underestimated. 
when you mention about ranking and like having like evergreen content on YouTube, it's it's yeah. interesting because I've got a video on my channel. It's probably my most performing video. It's always in my top ten. Even when I post a YouTube shorts that spikes in views, gets a few thousand, twelve thousand views, the YouTube short will plateau and mm-hmm. then just go flat again. But I've got this one video, how to start a photography business in twenty twenty two. I made that video in twenty twenty one. I changed the title and thumbnail every year and it's still getting views just because yeah. I didn't go 2022. I just, in the video, in the intro, yeah. I just said this year. Yeah, and yet so I still, it's, just... it's still just churning views just because I changed the title. And fun Every now, YouTuber who knows what they're doing, every single YouTuber knows what they're doing does that. And for yeah. that very reason, because like the, the, the YouTube videos are assets essentially. And it's like I said, correctly optimized. They continue to be infinitely searchable. So I will say there's nothing more satisfying then getting, getting on a sales call and generating a lead and a client actually from that, from a video that you posted three years ago. I had the DM in my, in my Instagram. Someone said, I've just seen this video. I really like it. Any chance we could jump on a call? I'm like, mate, I posted that in 2019. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, interesting, so, isn't yeah, it? That's what, that is why it's effective. Absolutely. Like lots of people, like YouTube's been going, God knows how many years now. When did YouTube start? Oh God, um, thirteen, I believe, twenty thirteen. I think, yeah. And it was initially introduced as a dating site, I believe. It was, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. It was, it was a, that's it correct, yeah. a dating site, yeah. Wow. Just like Facebook, for argument's sake, that was that was designed to be solely to for um, Harvard University. Mm. Oh, right. Just, um, and then YouTube was designed solely for it for a dating platform, and then they realized the, yeah. what, what they have on their hands. It's infinitely scalable, yeah. so let's just expand it. It'd be interesting uh, yeah. to see if there'd be a film, you know, like The Social Network. Oh, God, that'd be amazing, that, wouldn't but, it? But I don't think mm. there's quite an interesting story uh, behind it as such, because obviously no. with Facebook, there was the drama of uh, the Winklevoss twins and all that jazz. Mm. And the YouTube, chicken nugget. Think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with YouTube, I don't think there's anything uh, particularly as exciting on, on that. Like, it, mm. it would make a great book, I suppose. It would make a great miniseries, maybe, on Amazon or anything like that. But, yeah, for, as far as a film, I don't think they'd touch that. Absolutely, Yeah. There's lots of people that are absolutely like just crushing it at YouTube at the moment, mm. like Mr. Beast, yeah, um, oh, yeah, Ryan Trahan, who did his like one penny series, which was just absolutely spectacular. I, I kind of feel like people who want to get into YouTube, seeing those kind of big Mr. Beast videos where they give away half a million dollars or they recreate Squid Game, can be quite intimidating, quite intimidating to start. But is it is it too late to start YouTube for like say like a small business or just like an independent creator who just wants to like document their life and shit. Right. To anyone who thinks it's too late, I will say, have you ever heard the phrase that um, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago? The second best time is today. It's exactly nice. that reason. So if you just treat it as essentially your hub, it doesn't matter. Like, don't worry about competition. Like, don't the amount of traffic on YouTube, they, pretty much daily, weekly, monthly, it's bigger than the human population. Like, so to give Which it's infinitely scary. yeah exactly so to think you're late to the party to think like it's pointless like the benefits of being on youtube now they're actually more than they were when they started so for example like in 2013 2014 2015 the early days of youtube like yes granted that would have been the best place to start if you're thinking about just solely growing on youtube however if you're starting youtube in 2022 or even next year 2023 like the benefits of that extend beyond youtube because like i said obviously you're going to rank on google for search engine results it's an extra form of traffic there if you make long form content on youtube you know that's infinitely repurposable you can push that on instagram mm-hmm. tiktok you know that didn't exist back then and yet so the, the, the benefits then are nowhere near the benefits now 
So mm. if you think you're too late to the party, I promise you you're not. And if you're looking at the likes of these, these huge creators like Mr. Beast, and obviously he's like probably, let's be fair, probably going to be the first world's first YouTube YouTube's billionaire, I believe. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, 100%. But like anyone who looks at that and think, oh, I'm never going to get to that level, it's the classic mistake of you're comparing someone else's chapter 20 to your chapter one. And yeah. that's just that you don't need to do that. So, like, if you look at the videos where he started with, like, taking Mr. Beast, for example, he started with, like, Minecraft videos, just Call mm. of Duty, and then, like, but he was obsessing over the platform. He was infinitely obsessing over it. He was spending 18 hours a day just, how, how do we in- increase the click-through rate? How do we increase these views? How, how should my thumbnail look? You know, he was just perfecting the science mm. of it, perfecting the art of it, and he lived and breathed that platform, and look where he is now. So that he's just living proof that if you dedicate your craft enough and you give your craft enough time and attention you can reach the, the the level that you want but for anyone who's looking to start youtube don't compare yourself to mr beast you know like if you wanted to start a, a i'm off the top man if you wanted to start a car brand would you compare yourself to ferrari would you compare yourself to lamborghini no so don't compare yourself to the top just think of the immediate benefits to lamborghini after seeing their their latest advert i don't know if you saw it it was making its way around twitter I haven't i'm sorry oh it was it was really bad lots of like the filmmaking community like casey neistat peter mckinnon yeah. and all those it, it ended up going viral just because of how bad the lamborghini sort of little mm. two minute short film was it was right. like yeah it was an interesting one there was no the script was really jumbled it made no sense like the whole that. sequencing <laughs> of it was really strange Someone put, someone retweeted it. I think it was Casey Nice that he said, "If you made it to twenty-five seconds, I'm impressed with you." Because this was just <laughs> like, and then he retweeted them again, saying, "At Lamborghini, next time you make a film, DM me." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm sure even Casey probably do that for free, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. He's. I'm interested to see because obviously lots of creators will post on YouTube, they'll clip that up for TikTok and stuff. But then lots of creators now are making like little short films, and I know Casey mm. Nice that's made a short film like about David Dobrik, which will be mm. interesting to see. Have you heard about that? I can't say I have. I'm sorry. Like, uh, like I think one, one people, one of the things people assume about me, like not very many, obviously, but like one of the immediate assumptions is like, I'm a videographer. I'm, I, I go down that route. Like I don't class myself as a videographer, like at all. Like I literally record stuff using my phone, which is plonked up in the corner here. And then <laughs> I was going to yeah. ask what your, what your setup is. Cause it does look, it does look great. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't spent... even clock that that was a phone. I no, just thought it was like I. a really good webcam. Yeah. No, no, no. It's it's literally a phone. It's a 2017 Oppo Neo. Literally, I picked this up on oh, second hand on eBay for uh, I think 200 quid, something like that. But like, I noticed that it's got uh, one of the few phones at the start that had 4K and 60 frames per second. And I think Blimey. phones like that, they they have that good quality, but they're also very cheap. I think they just typically try and price themselves into the market. I think mm-hmm. that's how that happens. So if you look carefully, you can find some hidden gems. Mm. That's the thing with YouTube as well and starting like content creation. Like, cause I'll, I'll get DMs from people going, oh, I want to start making videos. What camera would you recommend? And I always just say, have you got a phone? Does it feel thing in your pocket? Just, yeah, yeah. Use your phone. That's what I always say. It's like, like, look, if you want to start a channel, like, I'm sorry, you, you, you've got zero excuses. If you've got a phone? Yes, of course you do. Let's be fair. 95% of the people mm. that, that, that we deal with do, do have smartphones. Um, do you have a setup? No. Do you have a light source? No. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You've got a window. Go and sit in front yeah. of the window. 
plonk your phone, or, like literally rest it up against the window, hold it in front of your face. I don't care. Just <laughs> give value to the camera. Yeah. That is good enough content for YouTube. Trust me, people care more about the value that you give mm. rather than how you give it. I decided to try and prove this point when I was still working a nine to five job. I sat and recorded a couple of videos on my lunch break, sat in my car to prove that point that video did just as well as my other videos and as long as i gave value as long as i kept to the point people don't care how you deliver content they just care about the value so keep that in the front of your mind yeah it's like um one podcast and youtube channel i listen to just because they talk to a lot of creators and it's really really interesting is colin and colin and samir oh i know that guy yeah i know them. yeah yeah they started off making videos recording little like Video, like videos talking about creators or talking about the creator economy yeah. all literally just with a camera plonked on their dashboard in the car that's all you need it's literally you need. all you need so it's anyone who thinks like oh I'll, start, I'll save up i'll go and get myself a 4k camera like i'll go look i, I understand that obviously you don't want to record content on a on a potato obviously you yeah. don't want to record no, record something that's in yeah <laughs> you don't want to record something that's in 144p like i get that to a certain extent but most modern smartphones are way more powerful than you give them credit for, mm. honestly. So, yeah, you don't need to go out and spend thousands on, on new equipment. You really don't. Just Even plonk your phone in front of the window, sit in front of the window, and just get mm. started. Because, like, even GoPros these days, they're releasing, like, 8K. Oh, like, oh God, yeah. 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 Like, mm. ridiculous frame rates and stuff on them. And it's, like, what, £200? Yeah. It's, nowhere near like a low budget sony or a low budget canon yeah this is it it's like way cheaper than that it's insane so much much for that yeah Yeah. exactly Uh, even on even on my phone what have i got i've got 13 iphone 13 pro Mm -hmm. and whenever i just want to record something in spur of the moment i don't want to get my camera out i don't want to set up everything i'll just record in front of my lights over here uh, my my Mm. window over here i'll put in cinematic mode you get a nice like blurry background yeah it's aesthetically pleasing is that the word and I'll put it on my Instagram stories, just like a little talking head. And I'll get a couple of DMs saying, oh, I can't believe you got your camera out to record this. And I was like, uh, <laughs> no, it's just, just my phone, just just cinematic mode. Just this thing in my pocket. Like yeah. Another piece, another good tip I would advise anyone if they want to start recording stories at the desk for argument's sake. Um, obviously, your back-facing camera is usually way more powerful than your front-facing camera. Definitely. Um, but it can be a bit different. So most people obviously want to use their front-facing because obviously they can see the screen and then they can get them, make sure mm. they're in the right position, like so on and so forth. And rightly so, I get that. So if you download, there's plenty of apps that will allow you to cast your screen to your laptop or to your computer. Mm. So one, for example, I use called Let's View. Um, if you download that, it will cast your screen to the uh, to your laptop and you can clearly see the front face of your camera so you can position your back-end camera in a, in a in a suitable position to start recording reels start recording shorts even youtube for argument's sake and then uh, yeah that that's it's a good cheap way in fact cheap it's free it's a good it's way it's a good free way to increase the uh, the content quality that you you want to put out another hack or tip with that that i saw i think it was on the think media channel is if you are wanting to start doing like talking head videos on youtube they were saying, yeah, use the back cameras because they've mm-hmm. got a slightly bigger sensor. They're going to look sharper. They're better in low light as well. Mm. If you've got an Apple Watch, put the Apple Watch into camera mode. Oh, yeah. And you can hang it over your screen, over your phone, and you get a direct sort of preview of That's what really your, your your phone's showing. That's a great idea. Apple Watch. That's a fantastic you idea. You can do that. It's a great little tip because then you've got sort of basically like a little mini monitor. So you can frame yourself up and stuff without having to worry about Absolutely. is your head chopped off or something. <laughs> Ben's trying it now. A which, <laughs> there's a little bit of lag, but as, if you're just starting out with YouTube, it's a great tip. And Absolutely. Like, did that come directly from Sean, Sean himself? 
I think it was Sean or one of Omar's videos on the Think right. Media channel. Yeah. Okay. Interesting because like that just proves the point that most people are better equipped than they realize. So they're yeah, equipped absolutely. better. Yeah. So yeah, that you you have the tools at your disposal. So just mm. you don't have an excuse as far as I'm concerned. As long as you've got a window, as long as you've got a phone, sit in yeah. front of that window and get recording as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. So when it comes to making a channel, lots of people are like too scared to to sort of put something public. Mm-hmm. When I first started YouTube, I would make some videos, but I'd, I'd just upload them to YouTube, but I'd, I'd have them unlisted. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to get started because you get into the habit of making content. You don't have to publish it, but I think it's a good way of getting into the habit of making a video. Whether you just watch it with your friends or watch it with your family or just to to have a video that you've made on there. Like, I com- yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. It's a good way to build. Like if you're just starting from scratch and obviously you're a bit camera shy and, and that, that some people are very naturally very comfortable behind camera. Some people aren't. And if you're camera shy, that's absolutely fine. That's one way to start building your confidence. That's one way to start thinking, yeah, this actually looks good, or I might tweak this, or I might tweak that, or uh, just slowly and steadily as you keep making these videos. If you want to keep them unlisted, that's fine. But yeah, think of it as your personal portfolio of your own growth, of your own confidence. So if you Mm. want to keep making content like that, keep it unlisted until you're ready to start making it public, then obviously take all the time you need. That's a perfectly standard approach, and I don't begrudge anyone who wants to try that. That's a good shout. Someone like... It seems to be on YouTube that vlogging is sort of back. You've been yeah. thinking about starting the vlog up yeah. again, haven't you? It's like, yeah, like I said in the last podcast, really, it's just, I don't know. I feel like before I was starting to plan my day around the vlog and it was like that kind of ended up quite bad because it was like I'd rather have something to vlog rather than trying to make stuff vloggable because otherwise it kind of looks like you're trying for content. Whereas like with vlogs, I quite like the kind of raw like, oh, I'm going out and doing this today, so I vlog it. Like when we went to Iceland, we yeah. had something to vlog, so I did it. Whereas, like, if I'm just, I don't know, going for a coffee or something or going to edit in, like, a coffee shop or whatever it is, then it's like, if I try and turn that into content, it probably is going to look like I'm trying so hard for something that's not going to produce good content. So, yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I deal with a few people who run vlogs on YouTube, but like, mm. even if you're not, um, if you're doing something that's relatively mundane, like you said, yeah. you just go into a coffee shop and recording, there's no reason why you can't turn that into good content. Oh, yeah. So literally, plonk your phone up in the corner, record yourself mm. in portrait, and then it records yourself for a good 10 minutes or so. And then obviously you can speed that footage up, mm. and then you can put yeah. a, a message in front of that and use that as a good reel, as a good mm. short. So mm. a lot more people do that than you might think, but it's, it's extremely effective. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was the thing because I used to like do more daily sort of vlogs before COVID, and yeah. then it was really like through COVID, every day kind of became the same, and it was like, mm. oh, what do I do? I feel like you almost feel like you've been on every walk, you'd filmed everywhere in like your local area, and it was like, oh, what can I possibly film that's not already been done in like the past month? I get you, I get you. Like <laughs> I said, yeah. I, I do manage one or two accounts that run vlogs. Essentially, mm. it is based around vlogging. I will say that vlogs today, they really should be taking more advantage of the uh, the feature I mentioned earlier, which is obviously repurposing on TikTok, mm. repurposing on Reels. Use yeah. that as an extra form of traffic. So like you couldn't really do that a good couple of years ago. Now you can do that. So with the likes mm. of uh, vlogs, obviously running short form, a clipped short form is a much easier way to help to redirect more traffic to your YouTube channel. So take clips of like cool clips of your vlog, so to speak. Uh, watermark that with your YouTube channel tag. And then advertise the yeah. fact that full videos on YouTube, it can only help. It can't do, mm. it can't cause any harm whatsoever. Mm. So it can only help if you do that. That's one thing I'm doing is like controversial opinion. This is sort of like a hot take. Go on. 
I feel like short form content is more fun than long form. <laughs> to a certain extent, <laughs> yeah, a, like, yeah, yeah, to an certain extent. So I've been posting like reels once or twice a day for over three months now. I'll post those same videos on YouTube as YouTube Shorts, and yeah. I'll post the same as TikToks. With the podcast, what we do is we yeah. post a full video on Spotify, and then we clip it up. I'll post clips on TikTok. We post them on the Instagram, and that sort of redirects people to yeah. like your link in bio. It's, it's the call to action, isn't it? Yeah. But in a way, short form content, I, I find it quite fun to make rather than having to sort of sit down, think of a little video <laughs> script, and it's going to be a longer edit, more editing time. Mm. What, what's your thoughts on short form? Um, obviously, I'm, I take the approach of obviously you should have your long form content as your legacy content. And if you want to, that's all the recording you need to do. You can get by solely on repurposed clips if that's what you want to do. Mm. But the emergence of TikTok, the emergence of Reels, I, granted, it can make it fun. But obviously, touching on another area, obviously, you've got two forms of, of um, you've got two forms of content, education and entertainment. If you're going down the entertainment route, then short form content, yes, granted, there's most of the time going to be more fun to make. Uh, <laughs> but if you're going down the education route, I'd say long form content is a bit more effective. Um, obviously, if you're leaning on repurposed clips as well. But to answer your question, I've got to go long form. Yeah. Personally, I, I I do think that's better to make, in my opinion, because I can get more creative with the edits. I can get more like to me keeping keeping someone watching on YouTube is obviously the key. It's literally the key to growing on YouTube. Like, forget views, forget subscribers. It's keeping people watching. The more of your video people, the more of your videos that people watch. Essentially, the the more you can keep the watching throughout each video. YouTube recognizes that. YouTube likes content that keeps people watching because obviously, the more time you spend on YouTube the more time you spend watching ads and therefore mm. increase the likelihood that YouTube makes more money. So that's mm. literally the success to growing. So I find that more of a challenge as opposed to making 12 to 15 second videos that I know the majority of the time people are going to watch all the way through. I kind of feel like I'm doing it on easy mode. So mm. to speak, mm. it's like there is a skill in keeping people watching on long form. So I find that more fun. I find that more, more challenging, so to speak. So uploading a video, reading the retention data and then, okay, what can I do better? Like I find that more fun personally. I like looking at the the YouTube analytics. It's interesting when YouTube changed the algorithm from, you know, like a clickbaity mm, title yeah. and thumbnail to now YouTube will recognize if you watch a video, click off within like a few seconds because yeah. you figured out that it's clickbait. I love the fact that YouTube now's sort of algorithm is retention rate. So if somebody watches your video all the way through, they're going to be like, yeah, let's push this out to more people. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's literally the same the with formula. sort of TikTok as well because theirs is sort of retention rate as well so one thing that i've well on my videos i've been trying to do them a little bit more is making like a seamless loop on a video that's very it's smart. harder for yeah. somebody to recognize when the video's ended mm. so i'll record the end of the video at the start so if i'm holding up like a product i record the end of the video at the start and then just when i'm editing it put it at the back and it makes like a seamless loop one it's really satisfying but two the views go up higher on it because mm. people can't really tell where the end of the video is, so they're watching oh, yeah. it again so and again and again. Two views. It sort yeah. of does, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the things TikTok looks for, actually. It looks for a retention rate of above 100%, essentially. Mm. So it doesn't just want your viewers to watch your video all the way through. It wants mm. them to watch it over and over again. So those I get are that the with YouTube Shorts. On yeah, one of my yeah, YouTube Shorts got a retention rate of 130%, which was like, by me, like, I didn't even, I thought it'd just be 100% and that's where it drops off and that's it. But when I checked an analytic of a short, it did like 12,000 views and it had like a retention rate of 130. I was like, wow, okay, there's, okay. there's something to this. 
there's a. It's crazy. It's, have sorry, you tried guys, with YouTube Shorts? No. To be fair, I've just been, yeah, mainly Instagram recently. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like. I don't know, trying to rearrange my grid a little bit. So it's uh, a bit more color coordinated. Yeah. Uh, like through autumn, that was quite satisfying. So you can okay. see like the, se- you can see the season change, can't you? Yeah, um, true. So making kind of loads of autumn kind of reels, really. Um, but to be fair, I could just turn them into YouTube shorts and repost. That's YouTube. what I've been doing. I've yeah. been re- just yeah. reposting it on all three different mm. platforms. I will say if shorts didn't exist, I wouldn't make dedicated short film content. I wouldn't. No. So it's interesting that you make that you mentioned shorts. So I want to ask you guys both a question, and I kind of already know the answer to this. Do you post <laughs> shorts on your main channel alongside your main content? So I'll post. I'm trying now to post one full length video a day. Uh, I'm trying to do. It's uh, not a day. Sorry, a week. Uh, I was God, just going to say, blank. Making, <laughs> I can oh, imagine making word. a ten minute video every day. Jesus, Jeez. Casey, nice that much. No, that I'm would be to more make, than a full time job. That that <laughs> that's, really that's would. A three or four, three or four man job. That. I'm trying to do with my client work as well. No, (laughs) that's burnout in a nutshell. No, I've been trying to post one long form video a day. Mm. If there's some clippable moments of... You said that again, man? A day? Yeah, (laughs) a week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the reels grind. Uh, Yeah, one video a week and I'll clip that up and post it as like Mm. reels and shorts and stuff. But then I'll post segments from that long form Uh, onto YouTube. I was thinking about making a separate channel for shorts or for clips, but then YouTube decided to finally separate mm. shorts from long form videos because yeah. they used to be all combined and oh, yeah. the thumbnails looked ugly. It looked terrible. It looked trash. So now they've got that separate tab for shorts, which is so much better. They mm. do, they do, but I will say, and I'm going to be bold in saying this, I think that's like putting <laughs> a plaster over a bullet wound. Yeah. I don't think you should do that. So if you run no. YouTube and you want to post YouTube shorts, I would actively advise that. But I think you should have two separate distinct channels, one for your mm-hmm. main content, one for your shorts. So do you want to know the reason why, why I think you should do that? Do tell, do tell. Sure. <laughs> so if you run both of them on one particular, um, on one channel, so you're posting shorts, you're posting your main, main feed, sorry, you're posting shorts, you're posting your main content just on one channel. From my experience, you're in danger of creating what I like to call a split audience. So Mm. a couple of subscribers that are there for your shorts, a couple of subscribers that are there for your main videos. So if you post dedicated shorts out that are separate from from your main feed, and I really like your shorts, and I've come across you on the shorts feed, I subscribe to your channel. If you post your long-form content that I haven't seen before, and I get the notification that you've you've posted that, do you think I'm going to watch that? True, yeah. Exactly. No, I'm probably not. So what's that going to do to your engagements? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, tank it. It's like when it will, people will suffer it. Will post like a ten-minute video, but then also post like their hour-long podcast on the same channel. Exactly, exactly. So you mm. need. The, my argument is, you wouldn't do that on Instagram. You wouldn't do that on TikTok. So True. there's another very good reason why you should do that. So, like I said, I have two separate channels, Connor Clayton and Connor Clayton Shorts. I try and post shorts as often as I can, but on each dedicated short I post, there's a watermark of my main channel on that nice. video. And also the main call to action on that channel is to go to my main content. So yeah. not only am I giving people the option, whether whether they want my shorts, whether they want my main, main long form content, I'm not forcing content down their throats, but at the same time. So my plan is I want people to find me on the shorts feed, mm. subscribe to that shorts channel, investigate me on the main channel, see if mm. they like my content there. They might subscribe to my main channel. And also they might engage with my, um, my call to action, which is to either go to my landing page or to book a call with me. What does that yeah. sound like to you guys? Does it sound like a funnel? In a way. Yeah, a it's way. like a little process, isn't it? That's, mm. uh, 
it sounds like its own marketing funnel. So the (laughs) more content that you can get people to watch, but at the same time protecting Mm. yourself from low engagements, the more likely they are to take action with you. Okay, that's one of the hard things to get, isn't it? Engagement Mm. on your posts, particularly on like just on like Instagram. The engagement you do get is is minimal unless you do like a call to action or post something that's Mm. not controversial, but it's, it's opinionated. But then. The account, the engagement that you do get is usually a bot. Now, have you had issues with the YouTube, you know, the comments where it's like, what's that me? The, the, like the, the spammy comments. Oh, it's inevitable. It's absolutely yeah. inevitable. If it's very clearly spam, just delete it. Like it, it's part and parcel with being on YouTube. So just don't, mm. don't, don't engage with it. Just, just get rid of it. I've also I got a policy as well. YouTube and it's a nightmare because he's in the finance sort of side of YouTube. Yeah. And they go absolutely rabid when it comes to finance youtubers it is awful and the yeah. worrying thing is people probably lost money thinking it's actually yeah. him and yeah. he doesn't reply to comments he'll thumbs mm. up them or pin them he doesn't engage with the comments because he, he mainly posts videos for himself yeah but that, yeah it's it's a nightmare isn't it yeah it can be it can be but like i said unfortunately th- these sorts of things come with it when you when you go on the platform but as long as you keep on top of it like do like i think every creator should reply to pretty much every single comment on youtube especially mm-hmm. on youtube but obviously if it's clearly spam just just do do, do yourself and your subs- and your subscribers and your viewers a favor just get rid of it oh as yeah the spam as you possibly can. on instagram's the worst right now mm-hmm. every oh, post yeah. is like um Oh, what's it? It was like, oh yeah, DM this. Uh, DM me this. DM yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's uh it's so frustrating though, because like if you like if you properly hashtag a post on Instagram as well, then you you get at least like five or six of them. Like I think mm. I can't remember what I posted the other day, but I was like, oh, I have got six comments. Looked and they were just all oh, them like spammy. Like, oh. yeah, it's usually really they're, annoying. They're like jewelry brands or yeah. like swimwear. Which yeah, I'm, I, I just reply to them like. Look at me. Am I going to be modeling <laughs> swimwear? <laughs> what the hell? I got that the other day. I think it was uh, African jewelry. And I, 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 I reposted it. I actually reposted it. I, I messaged him directly. said, yeah. please tell me what it is about my page that, that made you think I'd be interested <laughs> in modeling African jewelry. Yeah. Love it. Because yeah. then they start DMing as well, don't they? If you go into a message request, it's like so much scam. And it's, a, it's an interesting one as well because so many people will be what, like... I think when they start out, they're like, oh, I want to get my page verified and stuff. Mm. And then you get the DMs from pages that are like, we can verify your page. So I reply, where's your blue tick, man? You've got five followers. Why haven't you yeah. given yourself a blue tick? It's interesting you say that. Like, that, this actually leads me on to an interesting point. I will say one of the most common comments I get, like, to be fair, on TikTok, for example, this is daily for me, like absolutely daily. Why should I listen to you? You've only got 160 subscribers. It's like, okay, mm. like, uh, like, fair comment, but at the same time, like, please tell me on my post where it's where it is. I tell you on how to get subscribers. Very like, true. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't tell you how to get subscribers. I tell you how to get leads. One mm. of my clients has got something between. I think he's on 33 subscribers. Like, literally 30, 33 subscribers. Posts four videos a month. Each video probably gets on average maybe 30 to 50 views. That's mm. it. That's literally it. it. Doesn't sound that impressive when I say it. But each video, because we've targeted it very, very specifically on his target industry, his target audience, his target niche. Every every month, I'd say he gets about, what, five or six leads, something like that. And he's converting at least one of them. Mm. So if you want to go down the route of YouTube to do that and essentially make money through that, through client generation, through lead generation... I'm your guy, but if yeah. you want to get ten thousand subscribers, like I'm, like I, 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 I could be that guy, but I don't claim to be that guy. So people There's a channel say, for everything, sh- isn't there? 
Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. But I don't teach you how to get subscribers. So don't call me out on the fact that I've only got 160 subscribers when I'm, that's literally not what I'm trying to, yeah, when I'm trying, absolutely. that's literally not what I'm trying to do. Because there's also them like, it's all well and not, um, all well and good having like, I don't know, like 2000 subscribers say, but, and then if you're only getting like, I don't know, like 50 likes on your video and so many views, then they're not active subscribers, are they? So you've no, got exactly. to like, quality over quantity yeah mm. your audience so and then you target a certain audience that will keep coming back rather than just people like begging people to hit the subscribe button exactly. never, yeah. i never, never ever videos <laughs> i never ever ask people to subscribe i never mm. ask people to like the video at all i i hate when people you end up annoying people more. yeah <laughs> i hate when people get into the video do like their 30 second intro yeah with like a montage clip of, of intro stuff as mm. well before they even get into the meat and potatoes, and then before they've even given any value, they say like and subscribe. Yeah. But I think I sit and think, what have I got from that video yet? What, zero. What, why am I going to like Absolutely and subscribe zero. when you've not even given, say, like one of your top 10 tips for blah, blah, blah? Mm. That's one of my most common pieces of advice, really. I give this a piece of advice a lot. It's like intros on YouTube to me, I don't care who you are. I literally have no interest on in who you are. That mm. is the most pointless thing you can do. Because one of the most important areas to focus on YouTube is your first 10 seconds, just like in any other short form video. You know, people have seen your title. They've seen your thumbnail. They know what the video is about. You don't need to waste precious time literally telling them what they already know. Yeah. You wouldn't go and see a film having seen the trailer, having seen the poster, having done your research, seen all the marketing. You know what film you're about to watch. Let's say you're off to go and watch Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring. Imagine nice. if the first five seconds or first, uh, first, let's say the first minute was literally Peter Jackson, the director, walking out going, thank you for coming to the cinema, guys. Like, just, just so you know, we're going to watch Lord of the Rings and Fellowship of the Ring. Like, I know. I've paid my money. I've, I've got a ticket. It says exactly. it <laughs> I know why I'm here. Just yeah. get on with the film yeah. just like if i click on your video that says how to generate views for your reels on instagram for argument's sake i don't need the first 10 seconds of that video to i don't need the first 10 seconds of that video to be you telling me what i'm about to watch i've seen the thumbnail i've seen the title i know what i'm about to watch get on with the advice exactly i'm more interested sort of like a second second title anyway so like it's that's why intros are pointless like you go, going back to like like subscribe account and stuff as well. I was doing a a, a TikTok live because it's a great way to get followers and stuff. Yeah, and I was just chatting with some of my audience because I've got a, a real sort of good like photography and videography based community on my TikTok. I'll post like funny photography memes, but and also I'll mix it in with some talking head videos where mm -hmm. you know I'd say you know why you need to have a plan for a recession in a, with a photography business, how to get more clients, uh, what to have on your website, business card, and all that sort of stuff. And then one of the comments was like, why should we listen to you? You've not even got 10,000 followers. I was like, well, <laughs> one, I have shoots pretty much every day, which means I sort of have like, not not be big headed, but posting and talking about what you're an expert in when it comes to like your niche, it sort of gives you that sort of sense of authority. It's sort of like your CV in a, in a way. Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Like I've got a, I'm at the point now where I've got an approach where anyone leaves some, anyone who leaves me a comment like that or anyone who says something like that, I don't even acknowledge it. I don't even delete the comment. I literally just ignore them. Like yeah. that is my that is my policy. Anyone who leaves that sort of negativity, I, I've I've not got time for you. I'm not even going to waste the time yeah. to scroll down and hit delete. I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. I'm just going to literally ignore you because you're getting nothing mm. off me. Yeah, just pretend you didn't see it. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> don't give them validation. Be brutal. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly.
when it comes to to YouTube, lots of people say sort of niche down, find a niche. Mm-hmm. In a way, I, I definitely agree because if you make a channel and you're just posting, say, like a film review, or then you post like a what I eat in a day video, it's just going to be confusing. How important is it, do you think, to to find a niche when one, well, a you're a small business, or two you're just an in, sort of individual wanting to make YouTube? How mm-hmm. important is it to to actually find a niche with your YouTube channel? It's incredibly important because what people need to realize and understand before you go on the platform, you need to understand this. YouTube is not a social media platform. It's not a place to be creative. It's a search engine and you need to treat it as such. So if you want to attract the right sort of people, you need to pick a niche, niche down on the on the keywords, niche down on the search term, treat it like a search engine, just like you would do your website. Make sure you get the right sort of people to view your content. And you can only really do that by focusing on a niche and dedicating your content to being valuable to that niche. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So thanks. Uh, so what? Well, lost my train of thought. Then I'm sorry. But um, yeah. So if you just focus on that, like just literally treat your channel like a search engine, and you 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 be you'd be surprised at the you'd be surprised at the effects that that can have versus if you just try to be creative on the platform. Now. I sort of, I'm sort of being a bit hypocritical here, but like I said, it's not a place to be creative. Like what I mean is, it's not a place to just dedicate dedicate to yourself to your own creativity. Yeah. Like especially when you're just starting out, like 80% of your content needs to be what dedicated towards what people are searching for. 20% needs to be what you want to make content about. So whilst you grow a subscriber base, the majority of your content needs to be focused towards generating new people, generating new interest, generating new views. And mm. whilst you're growing a subscriber base as well a bit of content to actually nurture that audience wouldn't go amiss as well. Mm, yeah. But if you just completely ignore search, like let me take it from me. You are not Logan Paul. You are not, <laughs> you are not Jake Paul. If you just post the video that just has the title, like I did that again, guys, like yeah. zero searchability. You, you wouldn't do that on a website. Yeah, so if you no do that, to it. exactly. If you do that, like be prepared for that view, that view count on that video to be five. And that's been lucky for the rest of its life. Cause if you have no searchability in mind, not only are you not catering for your viewers, but at the same time, you're not catering for YouTube. YouTube has no clue what your video is about. So if, you're, if YouTube hasn't got a clue what your video is about, it can't push it to the right people. So YouTube's there to help you to a certain extent, but you need to help YouTube to help you. Exactly. So make sure YouTube knows what your video is about. And to do that, essentially, you need to do your keyword research and know how to optimize your videos on YouTube yeah. for search. I've noticed as well, a lot of people have been changing like i think i touched on it earlier but they changed their titles and thumbnails i remember who's it mr beast yeah he when a video's not performing as well as it has he's got like three or four backup thumbnails as an option i think he makes like three or four thumbnails for each video it might even be more than that and if a video is not charting like getting as many views as it is the thumbnail he'll (laughs) he'll literally switch the thumbnail i remember somebody i think it was colin and samir they noticed that his old, like older videos from a couple of years ago, he'd gone back and changed all of the thumbnails from really? them, and they just started spiking the views again, just because the colourful YouTube thumbnail yeah. is what's in now, rather than the red background, red arrow, shocked face kind yeah. of thing. Mm. That just like that just touches upon my point earlier. Like the guy's dedication to his craft is possibly like. I'm going to say touching upon world class. To be fair, like mm. it's an obsession. I think. Yeah. Like, in a good way. Yeah. Like so, there's a difference between talent and obsession. Really? Mm. So, like, what do you think performs better, talent or obsession? Obviously, it's an infinitely answerable question. But mm. he's the perfect example of obsession yeah. wins most of the time, mm. to be fair. Absolutely. Yeah, his, he's got... 
multiple different channels yeah. as well. I only found out the other day yep. he's got like dubbed true. channels. Mm. So he's got like, you know, France, Spain, India, yep. um, where he's re-upload like somebody's uploaded video and dubbed them in a yeah. language, and they 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 get views from different countries. It's crazy. That, isn't it's it? incredible, isn't it? It's Unreal. it's absolutely incredible. Like, and then to touch upon my point earlier, like he he has a dedicated shorts channel. So yeah. if it's good enough for Mr. Beast, it's good enough for you. Mm. Yeah. What's it? Mr. Beast reacts, Mr. Beast clips, yeah. Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast gaming, shorts. Yep. Mr. Beast shorts, <laughs> the main channel. It's it's mad. I'm I'm intrigued to see what he does. Uh, not you know even bigger create big creators like Mr. Beast. Mm. Um, say like the Sidemen. Obviously yeah. they're getting old. We grew up watching them. Like it'll be interesting to see what they do in the next few years. Whether yeah. it's like one video a week like they do, or if it'll be like one big video a month. Yeah. Uh, I think um, I think. I think the point where they are, I think they've probably they're probably less reliant on ad revenue as mm. as opposed to what they were. So like sort of KSI for argument's sake, obviously we know where he's up to. He's venturing in multiple different areas and I think Music, it's a case of boxing, yeah, all sorts. Exactly, exactly. Obviously that's to an extreme level, but I think it's a case of um don't put all your eggs in one basket eventually. Yeah. So obviously if I got to that point where I could make enough ad revenue on YouTube to um to essentially live off that but like I probably still wouldn't dedicate my craft purely for YouTube, purely for, for just gaining ads, ad yeah. revenue. Like, yeah. I, I'm a coach. Like, I help people. And, mm. like, if I grow it, like, obviously I'm not going to knock back ad revenue, but to say I don't give a shit about it is probably mm. true, to be fair. Like, yeah. <laughs> like um, if my partner came to me, it's like, oh, we generated a, a thousand pounds on ad revenue this month. I'd be like, like great. But cool. I'd be more interested in what's coming from my clients, what's coming from my business. So, yeah. like, yeah. With my with my YouTube channel, I'm, I sort of make... One video that's to get like new followers, new subscribers, and also give them a value. But then I'll use it as an opportunity to make a video for my clients as well. So one of my videos that performs well is how to prepare for a photo shoot. Now yeah. that's, a, that's a, a pop-up on my landing page when you book a shoot. It gets sent out to my clients two days before they've got a shoot with me when they've booked online. But also it's searchable as well, which is quite interesting. But it, it's beneficial to my clients, which is nice. Yeah. That's the sound very efficient. Like you're killing two birds with one stone there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's working out quite well. It'll get like a few view, like a few couple hundred views a, a, a day. One from just sort of being search based and, and it, <laughs> it ranking on how to prepare for a photo shoot. But then also clients will get sent it a few days before a shoot. Mm. So yeah, you're uh, yeah ranking up the views on that one. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. interesting. That actually touches back on there. Do you remember the point where I made earlier where I said I uh, I've started offering some free coaching calls. Mm. I think that might be a good time to explain why, because that, that actually uh, that actually draws into your point. So like I said, I just put a post out just offering some free coaching calls, and I managed to book about five or six appointments in one day. Mm. Um, but they are, all, they are all on the basis that each of them are recorded, and I have the right to use this content however I see fit. Yeah, that's so a good the plan. Theory, yeah, so the theory behind this is it's the show-don't-tell approach. So mm. if you post a lot of content, repurpose content of you actually helping someone, helping people like you, this is you in action coaching people that's more of an effective advertisement than just posting out content where you actually tell people what to do rather than show someone what to do so that's just one of the the plus areas of doing that the other one really so if you're on this free coaching call with someone that they haven't paid anything they've jumped on this call with you you're giving them value you're helping them out you're being genuine you're being sincere at the end of the call you pitch them your service mm. if they say yes great you've got a new client if they say no, what have you got? Well, you've got some content, haven't you? Exactly, exactly. So it's if you keep, yeah. yeah, exactly. So if you keep utilizing this method, 
keep mm. pushing out content of you actually helping people that leads to more calls that leads to more inquiries and it just you're overall increasing the odds of converting more clients in the shorter space of time that's so why i that free photo shoots work. as well because they'll they'll sign up they'll fill their form out i get their email address that i had to like they know that i'm adding them to my email marketing list they check their yeah. box when they when they fill out my competition mm. form they may not win but then also they know who i am now they're discovering sort of what I do. They're getting my five emails each month that I send out, whether it's uh, a monthly recap of what I've shot that month or an offer that I've got going on, a new package. I've just announced a new package where you can get a photo shoot and then a couple of reels just because yeah. reels are what's what's popping. But I'm killing two birds with one stone because a few of them, the winner will also get their shoot. I can add that to my portfolio, particularly yeah. if it's something that I've not shot before or yeah. a sort of style of photography that I need to sort of check off the list yeah. it'll be beneficial to me but also two or three of those people who entered will book a shoot with me yeah absolutely good. absolutely what's been your uh, success rate with that do you think like what's been the uh has that been positive to, to you it has yeah like my engagement goes up the the real like I've, i'm gonna start posting reels about the free photo shoots because i did one and that performed quite well sure um that's just reminding me about a show not tell sort of thing um but yeah I, i'll have about 30 35 people enter the last one was a little bit more. I had about 50 people enter. Obviously, the, the winner chosen at random, they got their shoot. But mm. then I got three or four people book a shoot afterwards, a couple, of, a couple of days afterwards, not winning. But they're like, oh, actually, I've seen your work. I've seen your website. Mm. I've seen the portfolio. I, I need some new headshots for LinkedIn yeah. or website and stuff. Love it. Absolutely And touching back on the show, not tell, it's the same with video editing. So say yeah. if you're vlogging, if you're talking about something in particular, I found... If you actually put some footage in, whether it's stock footage or something in real life that you've spoken about, mm. it's going to perform so much better. You know mm. when we were talking about how I send the drone up during oh, the yeah. wedding flower walk so out of the petal throw? One, you get so the... I get two and one. Yeah. So when I was clipping that bit of content out, yeah. I was thinking, oh, okay, I'll just subtitle that, put that up. But then yeah. I was, she was like, do you know what? I'm going to put in a shot of the drone footage of me yeah. walking out. Why not? And it got like 20,000 views on TikTok. I was like, we're just nice. an extra bit of content yeah. that you can record at the same time, nice. isn't it? Exactly. That's that's being efficient with your content. I love it. Mm. I was going to say, Connor, I've got a question. Sure. Um, yeah. Clayton, Connor. <laughs> oh, by the way, Connor, I love, Connor the, I love the way you spell your name. I don't know how I've not mentioned it yet. I love that you're two N's and O-R. None of this one N, none yeah. of this E-R stuff. You're on Do the good side. Are like you um, Connor? Are you C O N? Are you single N? C O N O R? No, C O N N. C O N N. Oh, same as me. Yeah, we're, oh, we're spelt the same way. The correct way. The correct <laughs> way, actually. Way, I think. No, I well, know. you can get C O N O R. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my words. I've seen one occasion where it's C O N E R, and I was just like, no, that's that's just not right. That's just an error. That's a red flag. That is a red flag. the same name at that point. Basically. So. What was what kind of got you into what you do now? Like, as in, when like obviously I kind of went through college and university, thinking, oh, I want to be a freelance wedding videographer. Like, what did what brought you to like coaching on YouTube? Kind of like, I um, think it stemmed from my previous place of employment. So I worked for a car dealership for three years, pretty oh, okay. much, and um, one of my obviously in the marketing department. And, We've um, got yeah yeah well <laughs> same under the same umbrella but for a different company like i would see scott yeah. probably like once every every month every two months something like that give or take but nice. my my job is obviously to market the vehicles market the offers whatnot and while mm. i'm creating content for the for the um uh for the industry 
yeah. filming, filming these vehicles, doing what I can. I'm putting out these uh, videos on YouTube, but um, the reason I'm putting them on YouTube, just uh, of a single, it's literally a minute long, just a yeah. panoramic shot of these vehicles with uh, annotating information. But the reason I'd do that is um, I'd give them over to the, um, to the sales reps because okay. it was online based. Yeah. And then um, anytime they wanted to actually, anytime a customer inquired, they can go, I just hang fire, I'll just send you a video. You can have a look and, and, see, and see what you think. Because it wasn't yeah. a physical dealership, it was online based. And during the videos, um, I was able to actually add a little uh, watermark saying, um, click this uh, info card when the yeah. info card pops up <laughs> to actually, yeah, to, um, to go and visit the site. Yeah. And it got me thinking, how many people actually utilize YouTube like this? Like people mm. just are chasing subscribers. Like how many people actually use this to get sales? And then over time, like more and more people, we were getting more and more sales and more and more click-throughs, more and more traffic directly from YouTube. And I thought, mm. you know what? There's something to, to this technique. I think it's universal. So not just vehicles, obviously. There could be, yeah. the inf- there's infinite, av- infinite availability here. So I thought, you know what? This is, this is going to be worth a go. So I just yeah, went for absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's so cool. With YouTube, the future of YouTube, we're moving into 2023 now. Podcasting yeah. is still... It's it's still it's big and it's growing. It's not as big as like online video and YouTube. Mm. Somebody made a point the other day. I can't remember where it was, but they made the point of how many spot how many podcasts has Spotify bought in the last two years? Christ. And what is YouTube going to do about that? Do you think YouTube will make some sort of like podcast, not like a podcasting network, but have some sort of podcast exclusivity? You know how. People like it's a Spotify exclusive podcast, or we stream exclusively on Twitch. Mm. For example, like Impulsive, Logan Paul, yeah. um, Flagrant with um, what's his face? Uh, name's gone, but Flagrant, um, Nelk Boys, mm. Full Send podcast. I can't picture them being exclusively on Spotify. Yeah, neither can I. To be honest with you. Yeah, because YouTube is like Logan Paul, obviously. That's their platform, isn't it? It's their platform, been, yeah. yeah. He's done some silly things. I'd, I'd say he's had one of the greatest redemption arc stories yeah. in YouTube <laughs> history. Agreed. Like, I, I would never watch Logan Paul content back in the day, like Logan Paul yeah. vlogs. But his content now is so good. Mm. But I can't picture someone like him, particularly with his podcast, off YouTube and exclusively yeah. on Spotify. Do you think something like that is in the works with YouTube? I would be very, very surprised if there wasn't going to be. Because a lot of people utilize YouTube for uh, podcasting, and there's a very, very, very powerful reason as to why. So we touched upon it earlier. One of the most powerful vi- uh, ways you can grow your videos on YouTube is watch time. So if, if you can convince through editing, through any other means, someone to watch your video all the way through, YouTube really likes that, and as a result, it promotes it. So the more content you watch of someone, obviously, the, the better you perform. So if mm. you're posting 45-minute podcast clips, or po- podcast episodes, and people have a tendency to watch or listen them all the way through. Yeah, do you see where I'm going with this? So yeah, you, you, all of a sudden, for one episode, if you get if you, even just one viewer who watches the or listens to the podcast all the way through, yeah, that's 45 minutes worth of watch time, and that, that's mm. incredibly valuable on the platform. So I think that I don't think any other platform really takes that into consideration. So no. yeah, so I, I think the YouTube platform for podcasting, I think it's just way too big to not do that. And I would be very surprised if we didn't see in 2023 a separate tab on your channel for podcasts instead of just their shorts and and home and videos. That would be great to see. Because obviously yeah, because they've got it. YouTube music and stuff. I yeah, exactly. don't particularly know. Not like rate, like not belittling, belittling it. I don't know anybody that uses YouTube music, mm. you know, just because of Apple music and, yeah. and Spotify and stuff. But 
I when I watch podcasts, if it's not a video podcast on Spotify, I'll watch it on YouTube just because yeah. I'm quite a visual person. You know, sometimes, but, uh, for example, like Colin and Samir's podcast, they have yeah. uh, it's like a whole production. The amount yeah. of graphics they have, the B roll, the the cutaways and stuff, mm. it kind of needs to be like a YouTube podcasting space, yeah. don't they? I think I think it absolutely needs to be, and as well, don't forget with the emergence of the uh, the paid service that YouTube offers. Obviously, mm. you can put a video on button. and then lock your phone, and then obviously mm. it keeps playing. So mm. if you utilize that service, you can actually listen to podcasts on YouTube in the same way you might yeah. do on Spotify. So th- that's another feature to consider. Mm. So yeah, I think the podcasting platform on YouTube. Personally, um, I'm just about to start a podcast myself. I've got about four or five episodes ready. I'm just going to nice. launch them all in January. I call it the Smart Video Marketing Podcast. And the tagline <laughs> is um, people who do cool shit with video. Just yeah, literally. That's, <laughs> so that's probably, a good thing. I'm probably going to get yourselves on it at some point. But that my point sick, is, man. like, I'm not, obviously, I'm going to repost the audio on, on uh, Spotify. But yeah. um, obviously, that it's predominantly just going to be a, a video podcasting channel mm. because i just i don't know any better <laughs> to be honest with you like <laughs> i don't know like to say i don't know any better is, is a bit harsh but like to say like i i just i'm thoroughly of the opinion that that's just the best place to put your podcast yeah purely for the reasons i've mentioned because if i can get someone to watch 40 minutes straight then obviously that's going to do wonders for my channel it's mm. going to do wonders for driving more tra- more traffic to my other channels absolutely it's going to do wonders for generating leads for generating more people towards my business so I think yeah, if you if you're thinking about starting a podcast or you do have a podcast, it needs to be on YouTube. Like I, I just you might have to stick it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I have we, had a lot of people being like, "Why is it not on YouTube?" And we I'm might have like, to stick it yeah. on YouTube. At the moment, we just put it on Spotify and then clip it up. It's so. because we record uh, portrait as well, don't we? We usually so do record portrait we just because we landscape. So if you um, yeah. if you record portrait, portrait, guys, if you just record portrait, can you tell me why that's a hindrance? It's not really. Exactly. No. So, like, you I guys are talented editors. You know what you're doing. So, like, why is that an issue? I feel <laughs> we'll like zoom it in 200 and blur it. <laughs> on YouTube really annoys me for some reason. I don't know why. I just, I, I, I get it. I get it because mm. it's predominantly a landscape platform. But like, in the format that we are looking at each other now on, um, mm. obviously on Riverside, then why why can't that be your uh, your YouTube look? Why, oh, why yeah. can't that be like that? So like, yeah. it doesn't Stand matter. Out. Again, it touches back on what my point. It doesn't matter how you present something as long mm. as it, it's it's good value. You guys are already offering some good um, production value as well. So even if it's just portrait, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> true, who, true. Who gives a shit, to be honest yeah. with you? Yeah. Very true. So we're coming up to an hour, man. What have you got planned for, for 2023? What so, are you implementing into to YouTube, into your business, your, your podcast, of course? <laughs> Which we'll sure. link down below. We'll put all your, your stuff on the description as well. I appreciate it, mate. I really do. So, like, um, as I went full-time uh, uh, not too long ago, a couple of months ago, um, but I I just had to, obviously, when you start a new business, you just have to dedicate um, a lot of time, a lot of, lot of energy, a lot of resources in getting the client base in. Ooh, yeah. And myself and my partner, we joined forces. We've joined a, um, we've created a limited company, Precision Video Edits. Where we focus primarily on the video editing side of things. But um, now that we've got a, a settled client base and we've uh, set up a strategy on how to actually generate leads, generate clients, and it's working, it's, we're, we're getting there. Now we're just going to pr- focus primarily on increasing our content value, increasing our presence. So you can expect from me, like I know I've been lacking a bit on YouTube. If you've seen, I haven't posted in about in about a month or so. But I think as we you all know, go guys, that phase, don't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the main reason behind that is, yeah, obviously I've got to provide value. But at the end of the day, we've got a business to run, mm. and um, obviously client video client video work has to take precedence on that. So that's where I've been. But now that that's kind of settled, we've established the routine. 
I'm just I just want myself and my partner to be Netflix level editors. Essentially, that's what I want nice. us to be. So Hayden Hillier Smith. Sorry, like Hayden Hillier Smith, <laughs> basically. Logan's editor. Basically, yeah, yeah. So I just want to get to that point where we just focus on increasing our value, focusing on increasing the 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 value of the work we do for our clients, getting our clients good results. I always say to my clients that your success is my success. Yeah, you know, if that. yeah, their their content quality and their value means just as much to me as it does to them, if not more, because obviously, mm. yeah, their their success is success is my success. Client retention and generation, sorry, client retention is much more important i'd say than client mm. generation so that's what we've, we're focusing on really we just want just all guns blazing for 2023 you can expect to see us pretty much everywhere every single channel is going to get 110 yeah, percent and um, yeah it. i'm just excited to to steamroll into 2023 and see where it goes from from us for us really love awesome. it mate. love it well best of luck with it because appreciate uh, it guys nah, keep doing not, your podcast like seriously plan. The, like I've said, I said to you off air, I've said to you on air, on air, I'll say it again, the production quality on what, on the content you offer, guys, it's it's next level. Like, seriously, like, thank you. <laughs> you are so underrated on the platforms. Like, I think you deserve a lot more. So if I were you personally, get your podcast on, on YouTube, just hammer it consistently on YouTube, mm. you know, make each and everything you post on the platform 100% optimized for search. Because obviously, you know, if you use TubeBuddy, vidIQ, it helps you actually get oh, to that. I think I yeah. use TubeBuddy, yeah. It's, it's boss, isn't it? It's a boss platform. It's great. But like, implement the same policy I do. Do not post anything unless you get a score of 100. Anything mm. less, even 99, no. It has to be 100%. <laughs> Keep uh, and treat your videos, treat your podcast episodes as assets. You know, like, yeah. make them searchable. Like I said, that that's obviously obviously key, and uh, just be consistent with it. Just hammer it over two years or so. You'll be surprised how much you grow, as well as the repurposing strategy you already have as well, which is just immense. So if you do all the repurposing that you're doing now, but you have the the channel tag of your YouTube channel for your podcast set up on each of those videos you repost, mm. and you're constantly redirecting people towards your channel, you know it will grow much much faster. So if I were you guys, keep up the content quality. You know, do whatever you do whatever you have to do to get more and more yeah. uh, guests but yeah keep it up guys you've got a future with this podcast you really have thank Lovely you stuff mate no, very kind to hear no problem. thank you so no much for talk. coming on uh guys listening if you've made it this far thank you you're absolute gems <laughs> uh make sure to uh to follow connor connor and ben <laughs> follow us all on on socials check out uh, Connor's Instagram, Connor's YouTube uh, channel, YouTube, Connor's YouTube Shorts channel as well. <laughs> I need to make a Shorts channel. Um, and thank you for coming on the podcast, bro. Thank Sweet. you very much for thank having me, guys. Much. Genuine awesome pleasure. Stuff.